Buenos dias! Welcome to another Daily Devotion. I am your host, once again, El Padre. Today we are going to be in Acts 15, 22 through 41. And I'm going to spend probably almost all of my time in two of these sections uh, because I think that they are um, pretty interesting. So, uh, if you were here yesterday and you paid attention, we you see that there's this issue coming where uh, these um, Pharisaical Jews, um, like literally, it's not symbolic, are enforcing the Gentiles to get circumcised to obey all of the aspects of the law. Uh, Paul um, is adamant that that's not necessary. And so... There becomes this this giant issue. So they end up in Jerusalem uh, in front of all the apostles, all, all the council. And there is a, a massive discussion that takes place. And they seek the Lord for what do we tell these Gentiles who are getting saved? Uh, these are people who are coming out of incredibly sinful um ways of life uh these these are people who come out of um, just all kinds of lifestyles uh you could think of it today like our our culture uh it's like you can have a lot of different cultures represented within christianity the, the, there's a lot of different types of gentiles and so we see here that they they pray about it and we know that that jesus uh, always intended for the Gentiles uh, to have the opportunity for salvation. And so because of that, um, they decide to write a letter based on what they feel, uh, what the Holy Spirit is saying. And because we believe that the whole Bible is inspired, because we believe that this is inspired, we believe that this letter is not just written for the early church, but is written for us Um there's now granted there there's a wide variety of discussion on on whether or not they would still need to obey this um but i do think that it is interesting it's worth considering and i'll i'll present to you um you know some of this stuff so here we go uh one the restrictions that are placed starts in verse 29 uh, verse uh, 27 says, Therefore we have sent Judas and Silas, who will personally report the same things by word of mouth, for it was the Holy Spirit's decision and ours not to place any further burdens on you beyond these. So together with the Holy Spirit, this isn't just a man-made decision. This is uh, God's decision for the Gentiles that you abstain from food offered to idols. Uh, there are a, a great many people that would say that because of 1 Corinthians uh, that this wasn't, it, it's not that it's inherently sinful necessarily to eat food uh, that was offered to idols. Um, at the time that they were alive, it wasn't uncommon to, the, like the places where you would buy meat in public, a lot of them were left the leftovers of uh animal sacrifices and so uh maybe if you got invited to somebody's house and they offered you food that they bought at this place 
you wouldn't ask uh, where they got it, but if they bring it up, then you would say, well, that was offered to an idol. I can't, I cannot have that. Uh, but according to Paul, you're welcome to eat it. it it's not one thing or another. Um, but here, uh, abstain from food offered to idols. I would argue that that's knowingly offered to idols. Uh, like you don't have to investigate, you know, like I have uh, several kids who are gluten-free and we like have to read the nutrition label for whether or not it has gluten. You don't have to read the nutrition level label to see if it was offered to a, a, sac, a, a false god first. Um, this is, that's, I don't think that that's what was meant here. Um, but especially if you're around a Jew, you definitely wouldn't want to do it. That's under what's nicknamed the law of love, where because we love them, we don't want to offer anything that would, have, uh, we don't want to do anything that would offend them eating food offered to an idol in the same way we might abstain from pork, uh, just because we don't see the need for, um, you know, for that, uh, while we're together. And so, uh, personally, uh, you know, I would say, you know, if you have the opportunity to knowingly eat the food offered to an idol, um, according to this, I, I don't think that's the greatest idea. Um, you know, I, I would still say for me, at least it seems as if this is still, uh, relevant to us. Um, and so then it says from blood, and from eating anything that has been strangled. Some people think that these are actually the same thing, meaning like uh, for sure there are practices where an animal has been sacrificed and then they, they want you to consume the blood or drink the blood in a bowl or something like that or in a cup. Um, you would avoid that. But then also uh, like the reason you don't eat an animal that's been strangled is because the blood has not been let out. Um, and so... Um, there's that, you know, there's, there's also like this, the, the, the stance, um, has, you know, there, there's this discussion too about like not eating meat that is like considered like rare, I think is the way they call it. Um, we do not like meat that is cooked that way, but I think, I don't think that that's what the early church or anyone else at the time that would have received this book, um, that they would have ha interpreted that way. I think that they would have just said, like what they meant was that the blood was let out. You drain the blood as best you can, drip it dry, then that's it. I've butchered animals before. And so th there's a pretty obvious, like there's no more blood left to come out, but there's still like in theory, still blood in, in it. So it, it, it's not like the in theory part. It's just that when it stops dripping, then it's done. Uh, we, we recognize too that, that, uh, that the abstaining from food offered to idols uh, and from the blood, from eating anything that has been strangled, like uh, especially this blood part, this, this comes back even to the time of, of Noah. Uh, when he gets off the ark, when God says to just, you can eat whatever meat you want, but don't eat the, the blood. Um, and so then he says, he goes on to say, and from sexual immorality. And you will do well if you keep yourselves from these things. You too shall do well if you keep yourselves from these things. Sexual immorality meaning uh, like that that's a clear refer reference to Leviticus. I think it's 17 and 18. 
or maybe it's 18 and 19, but the, the law uh, clearly lays out what is immorality. And we also know that Jesus talks about adultery, uh, which would further enhance what immorality would look like because immorality leads to adultery. And so uh, you, you could say that it could be defined as simply as any sexual act that is uh, not between a husband and a wife. Yeah, I think that's the best way to say it. So then uh, let's, let's jump on down. Um, and we see that that letter, though, was received with great joy. Everybody was excited because now they don't have to go get circumcised. Um, and then we see Paul and Barnabas decide, hey, you know what? We're going to go back and visit all the places that we started churches. Uh, but then they, they get into a big argument, a sharp argument, uh, my version says, about whether or not they should take John Mark. Uh, because he abandoned them um, in Pamphylia. And my my version says deserted them in Pamphylia. Uh, Paul does not want to take him along. Um, this does not mean that Paul is bitter. It, it could. Um, he might have been. Uh, it, but it doesn't have to be. It could just be him saying, look, it's not wise for us to take a guy who's going to potentially abandon us. And we see here that Barnabas has this shepherding heart where he says look he still needs a second chance i'll take that responsibility i'll take him with me and we see though that this really looks like it's an opportunity uh, for the gospel to go forward twice as fast because then they're visiting churches at double the rate instead of the rate that they were originally planning i i think that it's important we recognize this uh verse 40 after being commended by the brothers and sisters to the grace of the Lord. He traveled through Syria and Sicily, strengthening the churches. Uh, the, the brothers and sisters are basically, they're sending them out. They're not just going off on their own. And that to me is really important because so many times, especially in the world of church planning, uh, in the world of sharing the gospel, we see people have their favorite niches. We, we see people that want to do certain things and they just go and do it. Uh, the church isn't behind them. They're creating division. Oh, I just want to be a pastor, so I'm going to go and start a church. You weren't sent. Uh, you, you, nobody but through the Holy Spirit said, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you should do this. You just, I think more often than not, it comes from a place of rebellion, a uh, problem with authority where we, we want to be in charge. And so um, not always, but a lot of times. And so uh, that's part of why I think that this church plant is, is, is so unique um that we were we didn't seek to plan a church uh i was working for time to revive i was very happy um they came to us they approached us to do this we prayed about it they prayed about it went through a, about a year and a half of um wh whatever you would call it uh like interviews and process so that it could be determined whether or not this is something God was qualifying, uh, not qualifying us, but God was calling us to do. Uh, after it was agreed upon, uh, they sent us out. And so I, I think that that process is super important. Uh, if you feel like maybe God is calling you into the ministry, I challenge you, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you about what that might look like and how he can use you. Uh, and so today, um, as we close, uh, you know, we, we have the, this law, so to speak, this 
list of things to abstain from, but we also have this wonderful example of how the gospel can go forward uh, even when brothers and sisters disagree. Uh, I believe that Paul and Barnabas are still friends at the end of this. Um, and so uh, let's take a moment and let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, we pray that it would bless us, that it would uh, that we in turn would bless you. And Lord, we, we pray that the gospel would still go forward. Lord, we pray that uh, we would still live holy lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today for this wonderful, beautiful daily devotion with El Padre uh, Redeeming Life Fellowship. We ask that if you enjoyed this, you would subscribe and click the little bell. That way you can be notified whenever our wonderful videos appear in your newsfeed. Also, if you can, so, um, what should you do? What, what, what should you do? Oh, ha, ah, ah, ha, ha, You should share the videos with your friends, families, and enemies. And then also, if you can, if you love what it is we are doing here with these videos or with the church in general, you can partner with us by making a tax-deductible gift at the link in the description. Thank you so much for joining us. Peace out, Girl Scouts.